Hello and thank you for joining this week's Fearless STEM Careers. This is the podcast that equips you with tools and advice to be fearless in creating a happy, fulfilling and empowering STEM related career, which means anything linked to science, tech, engineering and maths. I'm Hayley Loren, a STEM career coach, award-winning renewables engineer and presenter as featured on BBC Earth, Smithsonian Channel and New Scientist Live, plus founder of Hayley Loren Coaching, which provides STEM-focused career coaching. Each episode, you'll be joined by me, Hayley, and often a special guest to give you clear, actionable steps and advice on creating a career you truly want, whether that means making a career change, getting a promotion, trying to find fulfillment, or simply feeling clearer in your career direction. This is the place to open your mind, get inspired, and be fearless in your STEM career. Hello and welcome. So today I wanted to pop on and talk about anxiety really and managing anxiety because this is something that I have dealt with my whole entire life to be honest and it's something that I'm navigating at the moment and I think I've been honest with you um, in previous episodes that my husband and I are navigating infertility issues at the moment. So I'm really living this right now. And I think it's so important to be open and honest and to discuss things that I'm learning about too and and managing. And if you have dealt with anxiety, whether it's, you know, anxiety at work, about giving a presentation, about deciding whether you want to change jobs, about what you want to do with your career as a whole, or even navigating life as a whole. So maybe your job is fine, but then life comes along and hits you and kind of something is thrown at you that you don't expect and you have to just cope and manage and deal with it and deal with that day-to-day anxiety. So the question is, how how do you do that? How do you manage that? I think over the years, I've definitely learned a lot about anxiety and at different stages of my life and depending on what I'm doing, I've used different tools and techniques and I'm not pretending that any of this is perfect by any means because I definitely have my down days and I think I just need to give a blanket statement here that having those down days is really really important and I think a lot of this now is being discussed in the media and social media and that it's okay to not be okay and I just want to caveat all of that with that statement it's okay to not be okay and this is something I have to remind myself when I'm particularly having bad days or I'm struggling or not feeling something or not wanting to do something and just you know sometimes you don't need to push yourself and sometimes it's just okay to feel those feelings and be in that moment and do whatever you need to do. I also want to say that if you're feeling anxiety I want you to know that you're not alone and that you are okay. There's nothing wrong with you. And the way that you feel is something that a lot of people experience. And although I can never, ever, ever understand what your own personal anxiety is like, know that you're not suffering alone. And it is something truly that a lot of people face. Being honest, I was actually wanting to do this episode today because sometimes I wake up with anxiety. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this before where you just, I don't know, wake up with a knot in your stomach or wake up with that slight panic or 
um, I, sometimes it's hard to tell the difference as well between anxiety and excitement or anxiety and something else. And sometimes feelings can be very, very confusing, which is why today <laughs> I thought I would just sit down for myself as well, really, and to go through some actual practical steps that we can implement to help ourselves feel better and stronger and um, more resilient in moments where maybe we're feeling vulnerable and lost and alone. So I've got five methods for managing anxiety that I personally use on a day-to-day basis. So this is stuff that it's genuinely personal to me. And obviously you can go off and you can find so much more as well on the internet and from some other incredible people who talk about anxiety. So method number one is staying present. And you've probably heard before that when you worry about the future, that is what causes anxiety usually, is when your mind and when you're thinking about something that is in the future. And when you feel regret, that is when you're thinking about something that is in the past. So if you are able to focus your attention on the present, then it essentially interrupts your brain from thinking about what is going to happen in the future. And that can be really, really difficult and very challenging. And that's where techniques like mindfulness is is really important. So I've personally found that um, things like breath. So using your breath and counting. So counting to four with an in-breath and then counting to five as you breathe out. So you have a longer out-breath that can really help doing yoga. So I do yoga. um, I do a really quick five minute yoga routine in the morning every single day. But, you know, I would say 90% of the time I do that. And I also you um, follow Yoga with Adrian. You've probably heard of her before. She's I think she's got like 11 million followers or something, but she is wonderful. And that's why she's got so many followers. And her videos have been really, really brilliant um, and very helpful. And I know it can be very difficult because if you're in the moment and you're feeling that anxiety and you can feel yourself starting to panic, it can be really difficult to pull yourself out of that. And I used to get so frustrated when I used to talk about this to some people and they would say, oh, just don't worry about it. It's like, (laughs) if it was as easy as that, I just wouldn't worry. But, you know, I can't. So there needs to be an actual way to stop worrying. And the way that I usually do that is after a while, I start to notice in my body that I might feel tense or I might be panicking or I might be getting a bit angry at my husband. Um, And that's usually when I can tell that something is up. And either, you know, in that moment you have a choice, either you choose to put your attention on yourself and think, okay, well, you know, why am I feeling like that, like this and how can I get out of it? Or um, you do what I have done before and it escalates and it ends up in an argument or you end up in a worse situation or a worse state. So it's really um, a pivotal moment, that that first moment where you start to realise, oh, something doesn't feel right in my body, and my mind. And usually if I take a step back and I think about it, I think, oh, I've actually been thinking and worrying about the future for the past 20 minutes and now it's it's made me feel angry and upset and annoyed um so what I tend to do in that moment is uh, I either will um and I'll come on to this as as another step really is I'll either sit down get my journal out and start writing because sometimes just getting stuff on paper is so incredibly helpful 
or if I'm not able to do that, because when I used to do presentations or, you know, when I was doing conferences and out and about a lot more, you can't just get out your journal and start writing. Then I would try and focus my attention on the present moments. And that would involve using my breath. So I would try and focus on breathing or I would put my attention into my hands and my body. And this is such a powerful one that you can practice actually right now, if you're sitting there or driving or no matter what you're doing, try to just put your attention in your hands fully. And I'm doing this now and you might feel this strange tingling sensation in your hands, which can feel a bit weird. And you can do the same with your feet. And I used to do this before I went on stage. Um, in order to try and feel grounded, that if you put all of your attention in your feet and feel that connection with the ground, suddenly you're you're not thinking anymore. Your mind has shut off because you're suddenly thinking about trying to focus on your feet and thinking how weird this is. Um, and then if you can focus on the sensation, what do your feet feel like or what do your hands feel like? And suddenly you can feel this almost aliveness or this tingling sensation in your hands and your feet. And that temporary moment where you're able to shut off your mind from worrying, that gives you space. And often um, in mindfulness and meditation and stuff like that, um, people can get freaked out. And I used to get freaked out thinking, oh, I can't not think for half an hour. That, that, you know, that doesn't work for me. But the truth is that if you're able to interrupt that thought process, even for a split second, it gives you a space around your feelings. And then that allows you an opportunity to take another step back and to make a better choice for yourself. So it's not about trying to reach this wonderful stage where you're not thinking or worrying for hours on end, because that personally for me, it can be quite impossible. And I'm sure it is for you too at times, but it is about interrupting that, that negative or that painful, I don't want to use the word negative, that painful thought pattern that you're going through. And another wonderful technique actually for drawing your attention into um, presence and into yourself and taking a step back and giving yourself some space is to focus on your surroundings. So you can either focus inwards on your breath and your body, or you can put your attention outwards. So that would be things like, okay, I'm going to use a really weird example here. So if I wake up with anxiety, um, I'll get in the shower and I can usually notice that my mind is running away thinking about everything that I have to do today and I start to panic. But what I do in that moment when I notice that that's what I'm doing and I'm starting to feel anxious, I put all of my attention into the water that is falling from the shower. I know this sounds so weird. But if, if I even like put my hands up and I look at my hands in the water and I feel what it feels like to have the water running over your hands, what it looks like, what the light looks like, what the water droplets feel like. And it's essentially just putting all of your attention into that one present moment. And again, what it does, it, it, it gives you space from your feelings, even for a split second. And that split second just gives you a moment moment of peace. It's a bit like, have you ever been on holiday and you've been sitting there and you've watched a sunset or a sunrise and you're just in awe. And for, for a moment, you're basically taken out of your body and you're just so present and aware in that beautiful moment that you're not thinking at all. So you can 
do think, although, yeah, we're not always on holiday having a lovely time with a cocktail in our hand, it is a similar sort of principle where what you're trying to do is you're trying to draw your attention into the present moment. And you can do that with the sky. So sometimes I go back to my childhood and I'll start thinking, oh, can I, you know, see any animals in the clouds? (laughs) Um, Or if you're in nature, if you're walking through the woods, instead of thinking, look around and look at the leaves look at the colours, be present in that walk, in that moment. And another really weird one that I used to do was on my commute into London. Luckily, I don't have to commute as much anymore or at all now that, you know, I've gone off and done different things. But the commute can be really horrible. And I used to get really panicked on the tube. So instead of sitting there and panicking, I used to kind of have a little bit of a play and think, okay, well, you know, what if I sat here feeling my feet? Um, Or what if I could find something in the carriage, even how the light shines on a window and, you know, focus on that? Can it stop my mind from thinking even just a a short moment? So have a have a practice, have a play. You know, this doesn't need to be something serious, but and, and, and you don't need to be perfect at it either. Basically, any time where you can be aware of how you're feeling and then trying something to interrupt that thought pattern just to give yourself a bit of space can be so incredibly helpful. Okay, so number two, I mentioned this before, and that is journaling. So if you're somebody that has a lot in your mind, getting stuff down on paper can be so helpful. And it doesn't need to be, oh, dear journal or dear diary, today I did this. I tend to have um, a pad of paper, a notepad, where I just scribble anything. Sometimes I draw, sometimes I make lists, and sometimes um, I just write down whatever I'm feeling or thinking. And it's amazing how you can get a lot of sense from it, because on the page, essentially, you're putting down the emotion and it's an outlet for that emotion. And then as you do that, your rational brain starts to kick in and you start to kind of separate from those feelings because it's almost like once they're out on that page, they're no longer inside you. And that's why it can be really, really powerful. And pretty much every morning after I've done my five minute yoga routine, I will sit down with my notepad and I'll just jot down whatever I'm thinking. Because as I've mentioned before at the start of this episode, often I wake up with anxiety and I don't want to carry that anxiety through the rest of the day because how you begin the day is so important. So having that release almost first thing in the morning with your cup of tea or your coffee can be can be really brilliant and and it can almost change I can notice the change as well in my mindset as I'm doing that so I'm not saying you need to do exactly the same you might be a night owl maybe you like writing things down in the evening or in the middle of the day just have a practice and and, and figure out what works for you but it's about having that outlet for your emotions method number three so this can be I guess it's a bit similar to staying present but I, I personally think it's it's very different. And that is focusing on each day. And I know that you would have heard this before. And I've heard it loads before as well. And I thought like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Focus on each day. Focus each step, on the, at, each step at a time. But how often do we actually do that? I will, honestly, when I start my week, I will start thinking about everything that I need to do for that week or even something like a presentation that I've got in a month's time. I'll be worrying about that. 
But the thing is, is that that can build up and suddenly you've got this huge weight on you that's dragging you down. So instead of doing that, um, especially when you're going through a really hard time or when you um, are facing medical issues or anything like that, really kind of breaking down your life to individual days can be very, very powerful. So this is why I like to start my day with my morning routine, because I am starting the day. It is a routine where, where I'm thinking, okay, yesterday happened, tomorrow is going to happen, but right now is about today. So I like to start my day with a bit of purpose. And then at the end of the day, I like to close out my day with purpose as well. So often um, in bed or an hour before bed, I'll just, again, get my journal and write down a really quick list of, you know, things that I'm grateful for, things that maybe didn't go so well before that I want to let go, something that I think is really important for tomorrow that I want to remember for tomorrow. But essentially that day is then at an end and you're able to release how you're feeling from that day and leave it in that day. And every single day is then a new day and you can start afresh rather than constantly carrying all of the weight from your, the previous days. So being able to practice letting go of what has happened in a particular day and almost celebrating the beginning of a new day can be a wonderful way to survive and to get through a very challenging time when, when you know, if you think about the whole month, it can be quite overwhelming. But if you're able to just enjoy that one day, then, you know, you're winning. So method number four, and this one used to make me very angry. <laughs> And um, this one is practicing patience. Oh, <laughs> don't you just want everything that you want to happen right now and for everything that you're worried about just to go away right now? Yes. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Patience. Crikey. So this is something that I have learned so much about since being on my infertility journey um, I hate calling it infertility journey because it feels so negative. It's just another life challenge, right? Um, and it's also something I learned about when I was hating my job six years ago and really struggling with my career because every day just felt painful and I wanted everything to change straight away. So practicing patience is not an easy thing. So when I say this, please know that I completely understand how frustrating it can be. Um, the thing is, though, is it, it's almost like what, what I said before with focusing on each day, that if you are worrying or thinking constantly about what is going to happen in the future, you're basically ignoring your life right now and you're suffering I, I found this personally, that if I, in a particular day, spent all of that day worrying about, I don't know, a test or something that was coming up, that whole day I would feel anxiety and pain and negative and, and essentially you are causing yourself suffering. So patience for me, um, maybe I've not, I've not quite cracked how to be fully patient, but I have learned the art of distraction which is very important. So the art of having other things in your life beyond the, the main thing that is happening that is causing your, you pain. So if all of your life is consumed by one thing, 
then you're, you're going to feel so frustrated when things don't happen quickly or if things go wrong or if there are roadblocks in the way. It can be so incredibly frustrating. But if you have things that you're looking forward to, if you have things that are also important, this is why I'm carrying on this podcast as I'm going through this very difficult time, being honest, because being able to talk to you and being able to show up right now, this this is an, a wonderful distraction. I can't think of anything that I would rather be doing than this right now. You know, I could just be like, oh, I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to wallow in it all and wallow in that painful journey. No, I want to distract myself. And believe me, I do wallow sometimes and it's very important. So I'm not perfect. But distracting yourself, finding things that bring you joy, focusing on each day as an individual day and not wishing away your week because you want to get to Friday when something important is going to happen. Every single day is so important because it can all just be ripped away from you so quickly. And that's why kind of being grateful for what you have in the moment and being grateful for the smallest of things is what can help you be more patient and it it brings more joy to the waiting game and removes some of that kind of frustration and that pain. And believe me, I know that when you're in a job Um, It can be very, very difficult if you don't like your job or if you're in a career that you're not happy with, because essentially you're living it for eight hours, right? It's hard to escape from. And that's why my advice is definitely to find things within your job that bring you joy, find moments where you can ground yourself in some happiness, even if it's your lunchtime and and taking that lunchtime, not having it on your desk, um, at your desk, but really having that lunch and enjoying it. So when I was hating um, my career and, and really struggling, I used to, you know, everybody else used to work through their lunch breaks, but I would go on a long walk and there were some woods nearby and a wonderful lake and I'll just walk around there which was very lucky that I had that but having that space was so important and you have to look after yourself and set your own boundaries because just because everybody else is doing one thing and having their lunch at their desk it does not mean you need to you can also be proactive and and start things so um, one of my friends who was unhappy in their job she decided to start a morning coffee so um, I think it was every Thursday or something it would be coffee and croissant and she did that because she felt lonely at work and she didn't really um, know what to do because she worked from home all the time but having that time where you could just talk not about work and just have a bit of fun was really helpful and method number five kind of draws on from a, a similar sort of thing and that is laugh Uh, Sometimes when you're going through a hard time and when life seems to throw rubbish at you, it's really hard to laugh and it's just so important to. And I think we forget this. And this is why there are those um, weird classes, those laughing classes. Sorry if you've been been to one. If you have, let me know because I've actually always wanted to know. But there's laughing yoga, I'm pretty sure, where you go and and you laugh (laughs) when you're doing your yoga, Um, which just seems weird. But it makes sense because 
laughing makes you feel good. It releases endorphins. And I'm going to be really honest with you here. And I don't think I've ever told anybody this. And I can't believe I'm actually saying this. When I was going through my depression, I would wake up, have a cry. And then I would force myself to laugh. It was the weirdest thing. If anybody saw me doing it, they would be like, what the hell is she doing? But I would force myself to laugh and it would feel so fake and weird. But the act of smiling and laughing, even just for a minute, feeling like a weirdo, it genuinely helped a little bit. So making sure that you have moments of fun and joy and seeing your friends and your family and having a laugh and being silly and just, you know, focusing on some of the positives and watching comedy shows. I think this is a big thing, actually. I found this. I get very affected by what I I watch on, on Netflix and things. So, Um, Although I really love, I love crime dramas and we were watching quite a few of them. And I suddenly thought, why am I spending my time watching this really depressing stuff? So now our rule is is mainly to watch comedies so that we can laugh and, and enjoy ourselves a bit. I think sometimes when we're going through a challenging time, it can be hard to give yourself permission to laugh and to be happy or to have joy. The thing is, is that just because, you know, life is rubbish or something's happened or work is a challenge, just because that's happening in that section, it doesn't mean that we can't bring in other forms of happiness. And it's almost even more important to do that. So remembering that and taking yourself out of it and, and giving yourself permission to have moments of fun, no matter what is happening. I think is is a relief to me, to be honest. I find it a relief. And oddly, laughing also helps with patience because if you're having fun along the way, if you're laughing and having a good time, then it, the, the waiting isn't so bad. You know, the journey isn't so bad because most of life is waiting for something to happen. <laughs> so you know, if we don't enjoy those bits in between, then we're essentially not enjoying our lives. So laughing, you know, practicing that patience, focusing on each individual day, journaling if you can, and practicing staying present, um, I think can all be so helpful in in managing anxiety and and worries. And I've personally found it very helpful. So that's it for today. If you do have any career worries or issues, do get in touch with me. My email is at hayleyloren.com. I would also love, absolutely genuinely love to hear from you if you're a listener of the podcast, because I do this podcast and I put it out there. But um, I don't often get to speak to people who listen to the show. So if you do, please reach out. I would absolutely love to hear from you. So you can email me or you can get hold of me on Instagram. You can send me a message. I'm at the Hayley Loren. You can also message me on Twitter. Again, I'm at the Hayley Loren. Get in touch. I would absolutely love to hear from you. You don't need to ask a question or anything. Just literally to say hi. Have an amazing rest of your day. If you're struggling, if you're not enjoying your work, know that you're good enough. Know that you're strong. You can get through this. It is temporary. Things will move. Things will change. It will be okay. 
we're almost at the end of the episode. Now, if you're feeling unhappy or uncertain in your current STEM job and unsure whether you should actually stay or leave, I have got a free downloadable quiz for you called Should You Quit Your STEM Job? When you're unhappy in your job, it can feel frustrating and confusing. So this simple quiz based off my decade of experience will help you to create clarity and identify some steps forward. Because let's be honest, you deserve to create a career with purpose where you feel you belong and can make the impact you've always dreamed of. To get the quiz, just head to my website, hayleyloren.com forward slash coaching, and there'll also be a link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to Fearless STEM Careers. Please do rate us everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, because it would be so appreciated and it genuinely makes a difference. Also, subscribe so you don't actually miss out on any episodes. And I do sometimes post bonus episodes, which I would not want you to miss out on. If you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out on Instagram. My handle is at the Hayley Loren. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. Just search Hayley Loren. Thanks again. Join me in another two weeks for the next episode. And in the meantime, be fearless in your STEM career. Oh,